It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. I guess there's no denying that that's kind of a cool entrance, recording live. This is Rachel Kay with Blessings and Chaos. We're going to be doing a women's Bible study. Uh, she's still there, Rescuing the Girl in You. It's written by Crystal Evans Hurst, forward by Priscilla Shire. Um, Priscilla Shire is best known for... Uh, War Room. If you haven't seen that, that was a Bible study that I did almost when it first came out, and it was absolutely phenomenal. The movie was phenomenal. There's really no easy way to describe it other than phenomenal. (laughs) I am also known for um, the unfiltered Christian woman because I'm a little different than your everyday run-of-the-mill stereotypical or what society deems as your stereotypical Christian woman. I enjoy my glass of wine. I have a ton of fun with my husband. And, um, you know, sometimes I slip and say words that are less than ladylike. So, tonight we're going to go over chapter one and chapter two, actually, of She's Still There. Now, I am part of an online group that's currently studying this group, and or that's currently studying this uh, Bible series, and I need everybody to know that I'm not actually affiliated with the book or the studies that I'm attached to. This is just just like it's just you. This is a way for us to dive deeper into ourselves and really take a look in the mirror and try to fix ourselves for a greater purpose, something that's bigger than us. And, you know, maybe there are women out there that don't think there's anything that they need to fix, and that is fantastic. Good for them. I'm a person that needs some work. (laughs) That's why I have an unfiltered series. But for this one, I will try to um, watch my language uh, and let's just let's go. So hopefully tonight you've actually read um, the first two chapters. Uh, what was it? The chapter one, Break a Leg, You Are a Masterpiece. So the book is actually divvied up. Now, I had, you know, gone back and forth with whether or not I should actually read the book, but I'm not going to break any type of um, copyright rules. So part one is the fight for your life. Chapter one, Break a Leg. Or two, You Are a Masterpiece. And basically, what the author is saying is the story that she went through where she just had these moments in her life where she was praying and screaming out to God, just break my legs, and that would make everything happen. We've all had those moments, right? 
<laughs> those moments of desperation where we're just like, you know what, just fix it. Break my leg, break my arm, do something, take my car away. Just, you know what, fix it. Fix it however you need to fix it. And when you really look back at it, you're thinking, well, that was a little, um, that was a little crazy to actually pray for somebody to break your legs. But again, we've all been there where we feel like our backs are against the wall, where we feel like we've got nothing else and we are on our knees begging, pleading, screaming for God to come in and help us. But it doesn't quite work like that. I mean, in life, you know, this book, She's Still There, Rescuing the Girl in You, we all had pictures and images of the girl that we thought we were going to be. You know, at the age of 10, I was absolutely certain that I was going to grow up and, you know, be accepted into the Air Force Academy and I was going to be a fighter pilot. Fighter pilots, top 10%, even lower percentage for women. But that is the goal that I was going to accomplish and it was something that I was going to do. Later on down the road, I start thinking, hey, you know what, I'm just going to grow up and be a lawyer. How fantastic would that be? I'd be a fantastic lawyer, female lawyer, right? (laughs) But things don't work out that way. I mean, you know, people can say, well, it's because of the decisions that you made. And yes, it is. At the age of 18, I actually became pregnant with my twins. At the age of 19, I was a mother two twin boys. That was 11 years ago, and they were the first two of four, and I'm happily married to the father of them. But as a teen mom, you know right away that your life isn't what you thought it was going to be. How many of us teen moms actually planned to become a teen mother? We love our children with all of our hearts and with all of our mights, and we do what we think is best for them, and we try every single day to break that stereotypical teenage mom persona. But, and while I would never change anything that's happened at point, because I believe everything happens for a reason, hindsight's twenty twenty. I wouldn't change where my life is. It's not quite the person that we thought we'd be at 18, 19, 20 years old. So in the book, there's something that pokes out. Be brave enough to believe that a uniquely beautiful life can be yours. It's not too late to make a life you love. It's never too late. The only thing that's ever even... Definite. The only thing that you can't change is when a person passes away. Once you've passed away, everything stops. But up until that point, everything can change from one moment to the next. You are more in charge than you think you are. So when you go to the back of... Chapter 
and it has reflections of the rescue because this is about rescuing the girl inside of us. Remember, you are allowed to be both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. You are exactly how God needed you to be. And yet it's okay that you still have a ways to go because I know I do. (laughs) I've got a long ways to go. While God has never failed me, while his promises have always been his promises and they've never wavered, I've always done exactly whatever my decisions were, whether they were based on doing the right thing or doing what I thought needed to be done. And that's an interesting thing in this world, right? Because doing what needs to be done versus doing the right thing are often faded into one another. You just, they're blurred. The lines are blurred. (laughs) You just don't know. But when you read the word, his words never change. His promises never change. It's like for once in our lives, somebody's made a promise that they absolutely keep at all costs, no matter how much it hurts him, no matter how much it hurts us. A promise is a promise. The human condition is what decides that we're okay to break certain promises. So when it goes into the reflection, have you ever had a break my legs God moment? What did that moment teach you? And I have. I have felt moments of being absolutely desperate. And, you know, I'm only talking from the point that I became a believer when I became a baptized Christian in my adult life. I was baptized a Catholic when I was younger, but there was a period in there where I just walked away and didn't really buy into the whole quote-unquote religion. With that said, as a baptized Christian, I still experienced times where I felt like I was up against the wall, where I felt like that I would do anything if God would just answer that one question. I mean, you know, a few other things. You know, we we don't quite know each other for me to be completely open. We know how social media and things work. So I kind of chose one where if you look in my prayer book, I was begging God to actually, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I wanted God to allow my son to win his little uh, student council campaign. He had been bullied by teachers and administration that prior year, and Yes, it's one of the. It's not something that I made up in my head or something that I was blowing out of proportion. My son was actually bullied by the administration of the school, and it just seems like it was piling one on top of the other. It almost felt like him trying to run for student council and trying to be a positive reach for these kids at the age ripe old age of eleven, right? Is great. He wants to be a leader, and yet every chance he takes, there's adults that literally breaking him down. And at the age of 11, 
No one has a right to break a child down and show them just how ugly the world can be. Because the world could be an ugly place, but at 11, you don't know that. And you really shouldn't. You should trickle in. And so I begged and pleaded, and they say, when you pray, pray directly for something that you want. And I prayed exactly for what I wanted. I wanted my son to win his little election. And he didn't. (laughs) He didn't. And I was angry. And my prayer journal would show just how angry I was. And even I can be a little embarrassed by some of the words that I used when writing. And that kind of goes to the unfiltered side of me. I mean, I know God loves me the way he made me. And I know that he created me in his image. But let's face it, sometimes I'm kind of mean. (laughs) My son didn't win his election. And yet I was the one that was more distraught than he was. He was stronger than I was. And it's almost as if God was showing me that, you know what, your son can rise above the negativity and bullying. And this isn't the place for him right now. But later on, he'll do great things. And that's that was one of my desperate moves. I know that there's a bigger picture, and I was angry, and I felt betrayed. I felt alone. Why couldn't we just have this one thing? There were so many things going on in our lives at that point. Uh, my husband was in between jobs, and we were already fighting to try to keep our kids in a decent school because we all know how the school systems are. They're not all that great. So you have to fight and pay more than you can actually afford for rent, and it just seemed like everything was piling up. So I felt like if God could just give us this one thing, we'd be set. We'd be fine. Give my kids something so they don't have to struggle. We didn't get it. <laughs> we didn't get it, and there was a bigger picture to behold in, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? The next one goes to, do you believe in the idea of a masterpiece for your life? Why or why not? I absolutely do. I believe in the masterpiece of my life. I believe all things happen for a reason, whether I like that reason or not. Um, And I do feel the need to interject here. There's many of us Christian women that look to tell those that are in pain and grieving, oh, well, these things happen for a reason. Don't say that. Do not say that God was the reason that something happened. That will turn somebody away from God or make them angry at God. When he actually wasn't the reason, and he's not the reason that bad things happen. But bad things do happen, whether we want them to or not. Whether you're a believer or not, bad things are going to happen. And there is a bigger picture. The question is, do you want to strive and move above that, or do you want to continue laying down and just accepting it as it is? With the little girl inside you, just accept things the way they are, or would she be one that would want to rise above it? Again, it goes back to hindsight is twenty twenty. It also says, what made you pick up this book? What is happening in your life that makes you want to hit the reset button? The truth is, is I've never felt like I was the girl that I ever thought I was going to be. I love being a mom. I love being a wife. I actually love 
doing everything that I do, but sometimes it just feels like I'm lost in the background. Like tomorrow everything could just disappear and I'd be forgotten. My life wouldn't have made a difference. So I picked this up because I actually do suffer from pretty severe depression. And just a simple title, She's Still There, Rescuing the Girl in You. I feel like we all need rescuing. I feel like we're all just reaching out for somebody to grab our hand and just help us. Not maybe, maybe not rescuing. We don't need somebody to play our hero. I don't need a hero. I just need some push or I need some reassurance or I need a lift up. I just need somebody to help me keep that flame afloat in my lowest time. And then the last part, to respond, you are a masterpiece. Write down three uniquely beautiful things about the girl in you. I can't do that. I don't actually have the um, the oomph (laughs) to do it. I don't have the uh, self-esteem to do it. So to be truthful, I actually asked my husband what three uniquely beautiful things about me. He came up with two and did push me and I did come up with one about myself. For myself, the ability to, you know, be business-minded in the face of high stress. My infant, my my youngest, um, had pneumonia a while back and actually had to go to the hospital for a time being. And, you know, I was very business, very straightforward, trying to figure out one thing to the next, coordinating where the other three were going to go while mommy had to take care of baby and what was happening with daddy and daddy's work and all this other stuff. And that was my focus, making sure that everything was okay. Meanwhile, you know, also attending to my baby in the hospital. And it wasn't until later that evening that I had a chance to actually completely break down. And there's many, many, many examples of that within my life, but that's just the way I am. Uh, Certain high-stress situations, yeah, I can lash out, but there's a time between, there's a difference between being able to lash out and having to go directly to a business type of response where you've just got to get things done, and then you can worry about it later. Um, The other one is, from my husband, is my unwavering caring support. And then the third is my willing to serve others. And it's funny because he'll choose uniquely beautiful things about me that while I can see why they would be admirable, I sometimes find them to be a bit of a burden. I am. I do care about others, and that bites me in the butt when <laughs> those people decide to hurt me in return. And it's heartbreaking because I absolutely do care, 
even in the time where somebody is completely toxic in your life and you have to cut them out, I will still cry about it at night. And as far as being the supporting cast goes, sometimes it's more than I feel like I can handle or take on. And yet, these are the qualities that God himself gave me. And I can't say that I just have to be okay with that. I'm not sure that's something anybody really needs to say, right? (laughs) You care so much that it doesn't matter that people hurt you or you're so willing to serve others that when you're the one that's dragging and needing help and you can't find it, that you should just be okay with that. That's not not something that I would actually believe. But the end of this chapter leaves us with the passages of Ephesians 2.10, Psalm 138, 8, Psalm 138, 43, 5, John 10, 10, Jeremiah 29, 11, and Genesis 1, 27 through 31. Um, I think when you look at these passages, you do want to read them and kind of figure out for yourself which one speaks to you the most with regards to the chapter that you just read. So I had picked Psalm 143.5. I remember the days of old. I ponder all your great works and think about what you have done. My life into adulthood had started off rocky. And yet here I am as a traveling nomadic family. If you've actually read anything about my family, we're currently in Maine traveling the United States for the next year. That's uh, adventureinchaos.com, adventureinchaos.com. And I see where I thought in my head where I would be, and then I can see where I'm at now. All of those decisions blessings or curses at that time have kind of led me to where I'm at right now on some insane adventure. And then Genesis 1, 31. I didn't copy the whole thing, but my husband and I have often talked about Genesis 1, 31. Not 27 through 31, Genesis 1, 31 when God looked and saw that it was good. Life has some shitty twists and turns. (laughs) It does. And yet there's always good in it. There's always something that's good about it. And maybe the good doesn't necessarily outweigh the bad right now, but that's where we need to rescue the girl inside of us so that we can make the bad into the good. And God and Jesus and sisters in Christ and brothers in Christ, we can do just that. We can rescue the girl inside of us. Just say, hey, and then just pray and ask about it. 
I know I said we were going to go to a couple chapters tonight, but I guess we got a little long-winded, so we're only going to go to the um, first chapter, and we'll continue on with chapter two on Monday at 8 p.m. And if we could just say a real quick prayer this evening. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us all together today, for helping us and attempting to rescue the girl inside of us. We know just how hard it is to look at ourselves in the mirror and see what we need to repair. And when we see those things that we need to repair, it's so hard. I know just how broken I am. Others know just how broken they are. And yet we try to avoid those areas in our lives that have broken us because they are such a painful area and yet we know that to rise above it, we have to face it. And we have to mend it so that we can bury it and push it away. Right now, God, there are so many people with broken hearts and so many broken people. I ask that you reach out and for at least one person rescue the girl or boy inside them. Help them to see your light and the love that you gave when you gave your only son to be crucified for our sins. I'd also like to take the moment to pray for those affected by the hurricanes and fires and the earthquakes and everything that the earth is lashing out against us right now. And pray for the hearts that are so filled with hate that they just reach out to one other person and that one person be the person that fills them with hope and mends their heart or at least starts. In your precious name we pray. Amen. We'll continue our Bible study again on Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll be doing Chapter 2. If you're new with us tonight, you are more than welcome to give us a call in and share with us, you know, how you felt about reading the chapters and, you know, maybe go back through and read some of these passages and which ones stick out to you and why and really take a look at yourself. This is all about us individually, and then we come together and take our walk in Christ together. If you don't have the book, it is called She's Still There by Crystal Evans Hurst, um, Rescuing the Girl in You, forward by Priscilla Shire. I got this on one, you know, off of Amazon, but I'm sure you can find it anywhere. I don't have any type of affiliation to the book or to Crystal Evans Hurst or Priscilla Shire or anything. I'm just a woman that wants to walk with Christ and study the Bible a little bit more and perhaps even mend some of the things that I feel are broken within me. Hope everyone has a beautiful Friday evening, lovely weekend, nice way to end the weekend or end the week. And we'll start off the week with his name. Have a beautiful weekend, everyone. God bless. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.